Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I am your host. And today I have the one, the only Nancy Anderberg on the show. You are going to love this woman. You're going to love her story. So I want you to love me right now and share this out. Stop everything you're doing and share this out with everyone you know, because Nancy's story could inspire, could help somebody that you know and love. So share this out. We'll see you guys in a second. And we're back. Let me bring Nancy on. Nancy, welcome to the show. Hey, hi, Ken. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I just feel so privileged. I'm honored to have you here. Um, you and I have become good friends. You're now officially a client of mine. Um, and Yay. you're just an amazing, amazing, amazing woman. And I thought, you know what? The world needs to hear your story. So here you are. The whole world is listening and watching right now. <laughs> here I am. <laughs> Thank the whole you so world is not here. watching. Not yet. But so, yet. so Nancy, um, you know, I started this about five and a half years ago. And um, it was literally to help people get unstuck. Like that was the purpose behind the show. And I really believe that by hearing other people's stories of trials and tribulations and ups and downs that we all can learn and heal and grow from that. So I like to always start with where were you born and raised? All right. Well, I did. Definitely have been through some ups and downs. And since I'm 39 again this week, this is not my first or my last rodeo, Ken. But I was right. raised in Miller, South Dakota. Miller, South Dakota. Little bitty town. Um, my dad owned the sale barn there and was a rancher. My whole family is still there. Uh, ranchers. And actually, this week, my niece is, she's top 10 in the world. She's going to be running barrels at the NFR out in Vegas. So, Wow. So I come from a real, real cowboy family and people in, are kind of shocked. South, you said South Dakota? South Dakota, not wow. North. Right. Yeah. No, I have yeah. another friend from South Dakota that just moved to Dallas, actually. Well, yeah. I love Texas and, you know, that's where you are. And of course, my son is there and some of my best friends and, and other business mentors. So I love Texas. Texas is amazing. We know where I'm at. I'm in the state of minnesota god bless minnesota <laughs> That's all, I'll all say. of its snow they can just stay right there <laughs> that's right that's right it so, hasn't hit so, do you know who um fallon taylor is speaking who? of barrel racing i don't i she's don't like a world champion barrel racer and she's been on the show she's really? like number one in the world 
Well, my niece is number nine, so I'm sure they know each other. <laughs> I would imagine they do. That's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so you grew up in, is that where you went to school and high school and all that in, in I, South Dakota? I did. I did. You know, a small town, like I said, 2000 people went to high school there. And, you know, back then you're in absolutely everything, basketball, gymnastics, cheerleading, FFA, choir, band, I played the flute. I mean, we did it all back in those little towns, you know, it was, it was just a great place to grow up. And I, I never, ever will, you know, forget the foundational principles of just growing up in a small town and community and, you know, everybody supporting each other. And that's what I love about it so much. And I still, I still like live that way. You know, I still think we should be able to go knock on our neighbor's door when a new neighbor, when they come in and bring them a plate of cookies and things like that. <laughs> right. I agree. I love that. So, so yeah. what, what, um, what town was it? Did you say that? Little town of Miller, central South Dakota. So right Miller? between here and mm -hmm. okay. Yep. So you college university. I went to the University of South Dakota then in Vermilion. I got my undergrad there and then moved out here to Minnesota. Wow. That Vermilion is where my friend is from. She really? literally just moved here from Vermilion. Isn't it like down on the state line or something like it is? To, yeah. Yes, yep. it is. She just moved here to Dallas from Vermilion. That, that's that's crazy. Wow. Um, so, so you went to college and what did you study in college? I got my undergrad in teaching and coaching. Um, people always say, you know, oh, you're so good at sales. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just a really good teacher. Right. So yeah. that's what I got my undergrad in. I loved children. I love to, you know, coach. I owned a gymnastics, private gymnastics club for a number of years and through college, I was always starting my own little side gigs, you know, to make extra money through coaching and, um, you know, just building community at different little areas around my college. Yeah. So <clears throat> growing up for you as a kid, I, I always wonder if there was a person, an event, maybe people, something you saw as a kid that made you um, kind of pushed you in the direction of what you became as an adult. Whoops. I did not mean to do that. Um, what are, when I say that, what, what are, what are, um, what comes to mind when you think, okay, this is kind of what pushed me in the direction I went as an adult. Anything come to mind? Oh, a lot of things. Um, my dad was a very successful entrepreneur owning a sale barn. Uh, I don't know if you guys know what a sale barn is, but it's an auction barn where, uh, you know, my father was on the stage. He was the auctioneer, you know, rattling off those those numbers and selling cattle and horses. And he'd ship them all over, even even like all over the world. He shipped cattle to Japan and he was just very, very charismatic. And I always really looked up to him that way. And I just, you know, he was just very successful. People people loved my dad. And I thought that was pretty cool of how he could really just write his own paycheck, be his own boss. He had a lot of freedom, but um, he loved people. He really loved people. And I think that's how I really got my love for people as well. 
Um, one day we were watching television. I remember this specifically. I was in third grade and the Miss America pageant came on. And I think I said it under my breath. Gosh, I want to be Miss America one day. And he said, Nancy Jane, you can do and be anything you want to be. Wow. And you know what? I believed him. I just believed him. <laughs> wow. So that was one big, when I look back, that was something that I really grabbed hold of. That really made that imprint in my brain. And it was a good thing. There's yeah. a lot of rough things in my childhood too, that, that made quite an impact, you know, um, divorce and just a lot of family struggles. I don't want to get into all the details of that. I do that more on my podcast where I, yeah. I'll share all the, the good, the bad, the ugly, but, uh, <laughs> but hey, we're all about the good, the bad, and the ugly <laughs> here. So that's what, but honestly, that's what this show's about is how, yeah. how you've faced hard times and had a breakthrough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was hard. You know, I saw a lot of things, a little girl shouldn't see. I was a lot younger than my siblings. You know, I was, I was actually number five and eight years younger than the, you know, the next that were closest wow. to me. Yep. And then actually, then later on in life, we found out we had a full blood brother, which was so cool. So really, I was a sixth. But my parents were together since they were really young. They were best friends growing up almost next door to each other. And um, they got pregnant when they were 15 and 16, had this little baby. My my grandmother was very persnickety. And back then, of course, she wanted to keep everything hush-hush. Mm. And so they uh, shipped my mother to California to have this baby. And then later on in life, we found out we had this full blood brother and then we uh, got reconnected. So that's been a huge, huge blessing. Wow. Um, little, little rabbit trail there, but um, yeah. No, but yeah so, when, so when my parents got divorced in first grade, I was in first grade and I had to go live with my first grade teacher for a while. Or I should say I was, I was able to, that was a safe place for me to go. And every day she'd always tell me, Nancy Jane, you're made of good stuff. And um, she just really encouraged me. She took me to church. She really gave me that hunger yeah. that there was more. Um, God had a plan for me. And even though I was going through hard stuff, God had a plan for me and it was good. And that's really when my faith journey became. And um, I give full credit to everything I am and do today to to the Lord and just pressing into my faith and growing that way. So been through, been through a lot though. And in my short years of 39, I'm not really 39. Right? <laughs> yes, you but, are um, 37. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So through that, you know, there were some struggles and, um, and then, you know, my, the big turning point for me though, and which led me down the path that I went with, teaching preventative health and wellness and fitness and then eventually now regenerative medicine and owning a med spa um that was when i lost my mother um she died of cancer when i was actually pregnant with my second child um oh, wow. i have four beautiful babies they are growing wow. up i'm telling you my daughter's gonna be 29 this week i'm like janie how can you be 29 when i'm 39 come on right so Gives me a lot. Wow. So she's 29. And then I have a son, Jack, who is just turned 26. I have a son, Jace, who's 22. And then my baby girl is 19. And that's Kylie. And she wow. aspires to be in my industry. The goal is to have her kind of take over my med spa in a, in a year or two. So wow. um, but when I lost my mom, that was a that was a big deal for me because 
she was she was like my best friend but we kind of had this weird reversed role you know she had struggled with alcoholism and i became that you know codependent of wanting mm. to save my mother and protect yeah. my mother and take care of my mother and um you know there are a lot of great things about codependence um, people think oh well codependent is someone that you like you just always have to have someone no it's it's not like that at all you're actually very very independent and strong but you have this bleeding heart for people that are hurting and some you know it can be your it can be a wonderful gift <laughs> but it can also you know cause some issues in your life and it has for me but when i lost my mom um, i just knew that i want to do everything i could in my power to learn and grow and to teach others that lifestyle choices are a big thing. 85% of what's going on, and maybe even more now, now that we know more about epigenetics, um, has to do with our lifestyle and the choices that we make and the things we put in our body and right. in our brain and around us. You know, environment is stronger than will. And so I really became a student at a very, very young age, um, really in my in my early 30s. And... Um, you know, it wasn't long after that, Ken, that I met Larry Thompson, and I was yeah. uh, I was a income or top income earner in a company called Herbalife International, and wow. um, I was able to be mentored by Jim Rohn. And wow. then after Mark Hughes died, Larry Tom Larry Thompson was a co-founder, you know, Herbalife. And um, to make a long story short, he actually ended up marrying one of my very best girlfriends, Taylor Thompson. So yeah, and let's let's talk. Let's give yeah. Taylor and Larry props because we met because of Taylor. She introduced yes. us, and thank you, Taylor, because this woman yes. is amazing. Um, so keep going, but yes, and I I know Larry is the co-founder of Herbalife, which is just unbelievable considering yes. I think they did eight billion last year or something. Um, yeah. Herbalife did. It's crazy. But anyway, keep going. I, I love I love this story. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I'm so fortunate, so blessed really to have been able to have this incredible relationship. And because I was I was raised like tough, you know, like yeah. cowboy family. I say my family. Imagine. OK, you guys have seen the movie. Can you've seen the movie? My big fat Greek wedding, the big yeah. Greek wild crazy family. Well, yeah. mine is like the big skinny <laughs> cowboy family, right? I mean, they're just wild. I mean, they swear like truck drivers and they love big, wow. you know, and they, everything they do is big. It's larger than life, you know? And, and so that's really my, how my family is, but we were raised tough, man. You get bucked off, you get your butt back on, you know, yeah. I was being a lot younger. I was, I was kind of, you know, I was, they scared the crap out of me half the time, you know, they would hop on the horses and go running off and I'd be left there on my buckskin little filly, you know, this barely broke with my new suede saddle and, and pee the seat, you know? like Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. But it was like, there was no option to, you had to be courageous the way I grew up. You, there was no choice, you know? And yeah. so that that made me courageous, made me strong, made me very, very resilient because that's what happens. You know, when you get bucked off, you have to get back on. You have to let that horse know that you're not afraid 
and that you're the boss. Right. It's kind of like life, right? You got to keep going. What is your option? And and yeah. I've, you know, I've been through a couple divorces. I've had my heart shattered a couple times, but I just I just don't give up. I've I've you know, made quite a bit of money over the years. I've had some real lulls where, where I didn't. And now um, with your help, because you're an incredible coach, I am so blessed oh, by you. My life is changing exponentially even since we met. And um, wow, you just got to, you got to keep going. You know, you got to figure it you out. Gotta keep going. So just keep, swimming. I guess that that's in a nutshell, you asked me a couple things and that was, a lot of things that changed yeah. my life. No, I, I, I think that it's important to know where we came from, right? And what kind of set us on, on the path. Yeah. And and so like, you ended up, you graduate college. You went to, you said you went to Vermilion, right. South Dakota, to um, go to college. Um, where after you graduated from college, what did you, did you start your own business that day or what happened? Where did, where did things go for you from there? So kind of interesting. I actually, um, I was in a relationship with someone out here in Minnesota. And so I was interviewing different places for teaching and coaching jobs and deep down knowing that I'm, I've always been an entrepreneur, really, since I was little. I was always figuring out little extra ways to make money. And um, so I came out here. They told me, you know, there was they interviewed 600 people. Um, they loved me. They, they had one more person to interview. And this seems crazy, but they pretty much offered me the job without signing on the dotted line. So I literally moved out here and they gave the job to someone else. So I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, wow. So I started looking for, yeah, I started looking for private gymnastics clubs and gymnastics studios, USA gymnastics. Um, and I, and I found a place where I started coaching and, um, I, they hired me to do their choreography. I was their choreographer. Um, there were a couple girls actually that, uh, you know, were trying out for the Olympics. They were very, very high level. And so it was great. I could basically, you know, write my own paycheck and, um, that's where it all started. And then I actually ended up and I was still going to school. I was working on my master's and and then I went on and, and you know, did advanced. I was working on my doctorate to be a naturopath doctor um, at one point. I didn't finish that for a lot of reasons. But before I did all that, you know, my my love of children and coaching and elite athletes, um, I started getting all these different certifications. You know, um, I was one of the first certified personal trainers, you know, out there, it was like, I was a personal trainer before they were calling them personal trainers. So that's really dating. Before myself, it was, right? before it was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Before, it was, before anybody could just go online and not know a dang thing and take a test and say, I'm a certified. <laughs> right. I always find that so funny. Like, Oh my goodness. There's but a lot anyway. of out there. yeah, there's a lot so, of coaches of, of everything. Right. So, so yeah. what, what is, um, so you went to, you ended up in Minnesota for a job you didn't get and you stayed. And I stayed, I stayed. Yes. I stayed Why? My uncle out here because oh. I didn't want to go back. I didn't want to go back to South Dakota, even though I loved it. It was a great 
place to live, but I just, I always, I'm just different. You know, not, no one else in my, none of my siblings went to college or anything, although they're all very successful entrepreneurs. Um, I, I went to college, got the experience and, you know, am I a huge advocate of college today? Well, if you want to be a doctor or an engineer or something like that, but honestly, the most that I learned when it comes to entrepreneurship and what, what I attribute my successes to is I got the best coaching in the whole world um, by Larry Thompson, by Jim Rohn, yeah. by people like you, by going, by joining mastermind groups, um, King's Council, um, you know, a lot, lot of different things that are out there and you can yeah. learn so much more. Um, and I think the best coaches are the people that have done it. I would never, I think, I think it's funny. Like you said, there's so many coaches out there, but it's like, you know, tell me what you've lived through. Tell me, right. share your failures with me and how you overcame them. Share your strategies, your successes. I, you know, if, if I was going to hire a coach, I want to know, I want to know who you are and what you've done. You know, yeah. what have you been through? Because to just be a coach and you haven't really gone through much of life, I'm sorry, but, but you learn <clears throat> best through experiences in, in my opinion. Yeah. So you got your master, what's your master's degree in again? So, so, so no, I, I didn't finish that. I went right into, cause you don't have to finish it then to, to work on your, your PhD. Got it. So this of course is back in the day. So then yeah. I was working on my, um, I wanted to be a naturopath doctor because okay. um, I, I mean, we're jumping ahead quite a bit, but I had started, like I said, I was very successful in Herbalife. I met uh, my second husband in Herbalife and um, we were, we were just, we were having so much fun and we were traveling on stages and, you know, speaking to thousands of people at a time. And it, it was a blast. It was great. But I started to really dig in and learn more about ingredients. And I just became, I became an ingredient Nazi. I really did. And um, sorry if that's not appropriate to say, but you know what I mean? Um, Why is that not appropriate? Just, well, I just my, my wife is a, my wife is an ingredient Nazi too. I, okay, she's like, good. oh, good, yeah, good. Yeah. Well, you know, we don't know what we don't know, and I love right. to learn. I I just I want to learn well, and grow and find well, solutions. She just commented. I get that. <laughs> so uh, she does. Oh, oh, hi, yeah. hi, Jill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I'm sorry. What was your question? I'm a little ADHD. It's a gift, not a deficit. It is a gift. So you, 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 I, I just said where, you know, the master's degree thing. So let me yeah. ask you this. You, you, cause you've said now a couple of times, um, that you became successful, really successful in Herbalife, which is a humongous company. And a lot of people have had success in it. What, first off, how old were you when you first joined Herbalife? How long did it take to get some success and what are the steps you took to get there? Well, um, I wasn't, I was successful at sharing the products with people right away because I, you know, as a personal trainer, I'd won Mrs. Minnesota fitness and, and done all those That's things. That's right. We need to talk about that. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so I had some 
credentials and I used that. But, you know, at the time, gosh, can I was so I was still so messed up from my childhood. I really was. I mean, there was just a lot of there's a lot of abuse. There just was. And a lot of things that just imprinted on my brain that I wish had never happened, but it, they did. And so I came off as being this very confident woman at that time, but I was so broken inside. I was so, so broken inside. So I had this big, huge, gross, false ego, which, which is great when you, you can sell, <laughs> it's not really great, but I mean, I could sell a lot of product, right? And at, at that time we'd order it and you'd be, you know, delivering it and those kinds of things. And, and that really just got me another job. And that's not, not what I wanted. I really wanted that residual income that I'd heard so much about, you know, that mailbox money. And so, um, I don't know, I was making probably three, $4,000 a month right away. Um, but that compensation plan is, is kind of funky. It's kind of challenging and you could uh, manipulate it in certain ways back then. And so then we'd like buy in and do all this stupid stuff. But anyway, um, it was really sad when Mark Hughes passed away. Um, I mean, the company was kind of like, oh, my gosh, you know, what are we going to do here? Larry had already left that company. Right. But the blessing in the loss of it all and the struggle is Larry Thompson came back in and started coaching some of us. And I was in Tish Roshin's downline. And Tish Roshin, you know, Larry's sister, passed away just this last year. Just not yeah. that long ago. It's really sad, just in May. Yeah. And um, but anyway, so I was, you know, I was really blessed to be in that organization. So Larry came in and started coaching. At that time, I'm pregnant with my third child. And I had, I had, you know, retired my my uh, husband, who was my first husband and, and children or father of my three oldest kids. Um, and I remember I was just doing everything he told me to do. I just became teachable. And how did I become teachable? One day he said to me, Nancy, I know you're really smart. I know you know all about this and that and whatever, but you're not smarter than these people that are making 50,000 a month, 100,000 a month, those kinds of things. Right. Right. And I taught him how to do it. So if you have that desire, which I believe you do, right? And you're willing to work, which I know you're a hard worker. Yeah. You, you could do it, but you're missing the most important piece. You're not teachable. You're not being teachable. You're not, I. you can't duplicate yourself. So you got to start listening and, and do what I tell you to do. And he talked to me. So I, what I love about Larry and he's mellowed out so much now, but like yeah. I still, and I'm, I'm working on him with a new project, him and, and Taylor, you know, just yeah. part-time on the side. I love helping in different startup projects and they, they, yeah. you know, they help a lot of companies start. And um, anyway, I, uh, he started talking to me like my father would have talked to me. And I was like, my body was like, oh, I recognize this. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. He's going to be a hard ass. I get that. Right. All right. And that's kind of what I needed at that time yeah. for a real wake up call. And um, and that's I'd say that's really when my healing journey began. And I was who old was I at the time? I don't know. Thirty five, thirty six. So it was just like a couple that. years ago. Yeah. I'm really dating myself. Now. Yeah. Just. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be 58. I, I will tell the world, I am proud to That's say awesome. I am going to be 58 on Thursday. And you know what? 
do I love aging? I do. I love the wisdom. I love the growth. But that's why I own a med spa, man. I'm solution oriented, you know. <laughs> I love so, it. Anyway, but that's so, that was. So, a, go ahead. That that was a that was a big turning point for me. You know, somebody loved me enough to say, yeah. basically, you're great, but you're really not that great. You really right. don't know that much. And and then. I was stuck. My income was stuck probably around 7,000 a month. Um, and right after that, it was like, boom, you know, it went to over 10,000 a month. And then it just, it just kept going after that. And I think, um, I, then I went through a divorce. I went through some things, yeah. met my second husband who, um, you know, is, is amazing. And we were married seven years. He totally broke my heart, almost killed. It just almost killed me truly. And at that time, we we'd got the income up to between both of our distributorships. It was about 70000 a month. But Herbalife was really it was you just it was so different back then, and you could never really stop. When they say it's oh, it's really yours, it's really yours, and it's retire. You can retire and will it to your kids? Ah, eh, it's a bunch of BS. It really sorry. Just <laughs> oh wow, but those companies own you. They do. They can really own you unless there's certain things in place. And so I was working on my doctorate at that time. And um, that's when I started to really understand ingredients. And so I actually made some other connections. I started formulating organic nutraceuticals. My husband at the time, wow. Matt, it's my second husband, we started a company called Dr. Organics. And we weren't going to take this into the network marketing realm at all. Um, but we ended up doing it because guess what Herbalife did? That big old check that we worked all those years. We were there many years. Um, they were terminated, terminated us like that. Boom. No question. That's happened to me two times, you guys. Oh, yeah. my God. God. When you start to have a voice and people start to love and respect you, and then all of a yep. sudden you're asking questions they don't like, they're worried because, you know, they're, they're worried that we were going to make a dent in the company, yeah. which it's not, it's not who we are. I mean, I'm not, you know, yeah. I'm a woman of like, you do the next right thing. You don't, you, you, you're honest, you do the next right thing and yeah. you don't hurt other people, you know? Anyway, that's yeah. what happened. And that, that was tough. It was tough. But we were we ended up with our with our company, Dr. Organics, and we we're way ahead of our time. Can we we literally, you know, you see greens, those those veggie drinks, the green drinks everywhere. Yeah, yeah. We had the first one of the very first out there. I had a green drink. I had greens. I had fruits. I had this wow. pure protein. That, I still own these formulas, you know, um, but we were way ahead of our time. I mean, it was from organic whole food sources, which really is the best of the best. And that's why I'm doing yeah. this little side gig right now. But yeah. anyway, that was, that was, it was hard, but Matt and I got through it to a certain point. Um, we had invested a millions of dollars into properties. And if you guys remember what started happening in like 2006, 2007, 2008, and the market crashed, right? Yep. And our company, Dr. Organics, was growing fast. Like it was growing fast. And, and you guys, we started out of our, we started out of our, out of our church. No joke. 
Like, wow. it's not like I went to and grabbed this downline from Herbalife. That didn't even happen. And wow. by the second month, I think we were doing 200,000 in sales and off of three products. Um, and it just was really starting to grow. But then we needed, since we'd lost that residual income from the former company, we needed to, we needed an influx of money. And so um, we brought in a, um, a silent investor just at like 25%. Um, and that was a, that was a bad deal. And then we could not liquidate our properties because of what was happening in the market. And it was a sad, sad ending. And um, my best friend and man I loved more than anything. And we had our youngest daughter together, Kylie. Um, he ended up just really having a hard time and made some bad decisions and, and decided to leave the marriage, which left wow. me with $38 in the bank account and um, a whole lot of debt. But I just wanted full custody. That's all I cared about were my babies. You know, and I, I always raised my children around what I was doing. And I still today, you know, my youngest is 19. She still lives yeah. with me. Um, but that was always my priority. And I think the biggest part of my success of, you know, come, overcoming adversity is, is just making that decision to never, ever quit. And it's never too late. Just deciding to be resilient. Every little yeah. thing is one decision or not. <laughs> right. You know, so, like, so, but talk about, uh, first off back up way up. Um, well, I don't know about way up because you glazed over it so fast. I have no idea how old you were when you when you accomplished. You were Mrs. Fitness, Minnesota. Yes, I was Mrs. Minnesota Fitness. That was Mrs. in Minnesota Fitness. OK, mm -hmm. I, you so know, I have in... another friend, Yasmin, that was Mrs. Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is yeah. totally different. So I did. So I wasn't a pageant girl like. I sit, people always say, oh, you look like a Barbie. I'm like, hashtag middle-aged Barbie, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> once you get to know me, I'm like, I, deep down, I'm just a South Dakota girl. And she's yeah. a, she's a redneck at heart. <laughs> I am. I so am. And uh, anyway, so yeah, my, my mom was actually, when she was dying of cancer, she wanted me to do this beauty pageant. So I did Mrs. Minnesota International and um, I had to wear these heels. I mean, I was a jack. I didn't know how to walk in high heels. I mean, so I'm in these high heels. I She picked out this orange evening gown, which is like, you don't wear orange. But I got first runner up and it was, wow. it was so much fun. I met the most wonderful people and I had the most wonderful coach. And I wow. did it for my mom because there was a platform and I could talk about breast cancer and about lifestyle and the things that I was, you know, passionate about to, to help yeah. other people, you know. Yeah. And uh, when I didn't win that, um, which I'm glad I didn't because my mother got very, very ill shortly after that. And, and I, you know, I really needed to be there and take care of her. And she came and lived with me and, wow. and then actually went back. Um, and I, you know, but I was there for her very, very last breath and, it was a beautiful, wow. beautiful thing. And I know she met our Lord and Savior and I saw this big smile on her face. And wow. yeah. So anyway, back to the fitness thing. Then right after I did that, um, I I learned about this platform. They don't even have it anymore. But it was it 
it was about what it was only for professionals, either in the medical industry or fitness industry. Um, and they wanted to know, you know, you had to, a bunch of different categories. So there was evening gown. There was actually you had to do a workout performance. Um, I did it. Get this. I did it with my with my second my baby who was just born, who was my son, Jack. And he's a total fitness geek. This is probably why um, I did it with wow. him strapped on my chest. So I did the oh fitness. Oh, my routine. gosh. Oh, my gosh. Cool. Did you really? Yeah, I wow. really did. And I was still kind of chubby after having the baby even, you know, so it wasn't even all that, but there were several written exams. And so I won Minnesota. Um, I believe there were, oh, I can't remember so long ago. It was, it was 97, 98. Um, and I think there were like 1600 people in the whole country. Um, and it was, you know, the interview and everything, that's always a breeze for me because I'm just me and it's kind of like take yeah. it or leave it, you know, yeah. but um, right. the written exams is where it got me. And so I only ended up third in the nation. So I was the national bronze medalist for Mrs. American Fitness. Wow. And that opened a lot That's of doors for me. Sure. It did. And I milked that title for all it was worth, Ken. You would have been so proud of me. <laughs> That's so awesome. So, and I, so and I okay. milked it for years. I milked it for years. And now I, I never even really talk about it. So. <laughs> So, so go back to, um, I want, I want you to go back to the day that your, um, you said your husband left and left you with $38 in the bank. Um, did you come home and found out that he left? Did you watch him leave? What, or was it just like, how? So, so here's the thing. Um, we are very, very, very dear friends now. Very dear friends. Good. And Good. I, I don't want to ever say or do anything to defame him because I know right. when people are hurting, they do crazy things. And yep. I've done crazy things do. when I'm hurting. And we so I don't do. want to yeah. get into the details of it, but yeah, it I caught okay. him in a situation. Okay. I'm, so, I'll just say that. And um, I don't care about the details. It's more about how you like you in you, you had this moment where you're like, crap, I have $38 to my name. I have yes. kids. I have all this going on. Mm -hmm. Now mm -hmm. what? Right. That it's more right. about that, that moment right. of that feeling, not about the yes. details of how it happened. Um, but exactly what, what did you, when, when you realized you only had $38 to your name and you had yep. children and, and everything going on, what happened at that moment? Where, cause that, that's uh, the moment where you had to dig deep. You had to, like, yep. there's no option, I had to. right? I had to, I had to. Well, um, first thing is I fell to pieces. Of course I was sure. in a ball on the floor sobbing you know, calling my pastors and, you know, like I need help. I mean, I'm, you know, and right. everyone always saw me as this strong, confident woman, you know, and it was, it was just like, oh, you'll get through it. You'll figure this out kind of thing. I mean, my pastors were great and stuff with me, but ultimately it's not like anyone came to my aid with the help of money. That's just not ever what my family did, even though my father was very, very wealthy, very successful. Um, that's just not, not what my family did. You just figure it out. 
And so um, I actually had just started with a company called Life Vantage and I, I was going to really help them launch. And so it was another network marketing company. Maybe that's another big one. You've heard of it. Well, I was there in the beginning to help that company launch. And I just, I, I didn't have time to really mourn. I had to make it happen because you have these, I have these four sets of eyes looking at me and looking at me to be strong. I'll never forget. My little girl was five. Kylie was five. And she said, don't worry, mommy. God will be your husband. God will be my daddy. And at oh, that moment, I went, yes, he wow. will. And he is going to help us. And I will be damned if I will be destroyed. I will be wow. damned. I just, I will not allow defeat. I won't. Like so many people sit as a victim and, and, you know, I'm sure there are areas that I've chosen to be a victim and don't even know it. Right. But like, there was no way I was going to just curl up and die. I'm living in the 7,000 square foot house. I don't even, the heat's going to get turned off and people from the outside are looking at me like I'm just some, you know, when uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. So I just went to work. Wow. I just went to work. Um, I, I have a lot of relationships that I built over the years and I just thought, okay, when I, whenever I'm hurting, I think, oh, if I just can go help other people and love on other people and help them, then I'm, it'll help me in the long run. Right. So yeah. that's what I did. And, um, and so I don't know, I still, I look back and I, mean, I don't know how I did it because, you know, they were five, eight uh 11 and 13 i think and you know and they're in a million things they're in you know and driving them everywhere and i'm still trying to work and i just remember right here glued the phone was glued to my ear and and even though i i was able to do all that to build income around them in and amongst their schedules i wasn't really present i was I don't know how I did it. I really don't. I look back still today. I think, how did I do that? How did I do that? I you, did you're, it. You're, no hey, here's how I'm you did it. Your, your little girl told you. That's yeah. how you did it. Right. That is that is how I did it. It was but divine I, I remember intervention. Not, I remember not sleeping, not eating. Mm -hmm. People like, oh my gosh, like you're so thin. How did you lose the weight? And I'm like, oh, just divorce diet. I mean, <laughs> you know, like you just went, you just, you didn't stop. You just didn't. And yeah. that's the thing, you know, and to be really honest with you, Ken, since, since then, you know, I've had a couple of long-term, very serious relationships. And uh, one of the things that I do want to share today and get across, you know, I thought, you know, I was going to talk more about fitness and nutrition and all these things that I'm super, super passionate about. But what I realized, even through your coaching, what I'm most passionate about is what do you do when you feel like you're going to die? Or what do you do when you look at your life and go, why do I keep making those choices that are not good for me? Yes, right. I can bounce back every time. But you know what? It gets harder to yep. keep bouncing back. And I I just um, I want I want people to know that you can change your brain. You can change, you know, 
who you think you are and whose you are. You can change those things. And you've been such a huge help for me in that area. And you know, what's so funny about you is you say, I don't, I don't really like coaching people on relationships. Oh my gosh, dude, I have had so many therapists and counselors in my life. You have the, what you have taught me in our short time together has made more impact in my life than wow. years of therapy, years of therapy, truly, because you pointed me in the right direction and gave me the right tools so that I could do the work. But here's the problem, Ken, we know this, and this isn't anything in life. People are not willing to do the work. And I'm like, is it hard? Yes. Choose your hard. It's harder well, staying in the I'm same cycle of screwing your life up because of men you choose or relationships you choose or business partners you choose that's hard you right know, it's it's hard to work on rewiring your brain but man it's got to be easier than having your heart all over the place you know what i mean i think i and there's some amazing comments about you karen says you are amazing <laughs> My wife says pivotal moments for sure. You're a great example of how you can grow and pivot if you choose to. And look what Lindsay says. You're amazing uh, and have the biggest heart, girl. You keep being you. Uh, we all love you, which is amazing. And, and thank you for your kind words to me. I believe that we are all vessels. And, and you know, if you if you just stay open, that, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So it was probably all the years of counseling. And I said something that made it all come back and make sense. <laughs> I don't know. But I, well, I um, thank you, though. Yeah. And I didn't know. I, I see a bunch of my friends on. That's really sweet. And I have the most amazing, wonderful group of friends. Here's the other thing I'd like to share. Because I was so guarded and so hurt by, um, you know, I was abused by a babysitter, a woman babysitter when I was little. And I, I don't mm. think I've shared this with this part with the world. And it was, it was, I was sexually abused by this, yeah. by this woman. And, wow. um, so it made me, um, really not trust women, but I was also just sexually abused by, by men too. So that, that can really mess a kid up. A lot of people that knew me as I was growing up, you know, in first grade, um, I had a nervous breakdown. All my hair fell out. I had scabs on my head. I was I was a mess. People see me today wow. that knew me from my childhood and go, wow, you're like a miracle. And I truly wow. say only by the grace of God, you know, and also just really how I was raised. You know, I had there were a lot of wonderful things about my childhood, too. And so I've just chosen to always look at the positives and the good and and learn from the bad because I don't want to sit in the muck and the mire. I just never did, even as a little girl. And so, but the thing is right now, I mean, here I am going to be 58 years old. And for the first time in my life, I have several groups of close girlfriends that I know and love and trust and it took that long for me. So three years ago, not three years ago, five, six years ago, I went through, you know, a big breakup and it was quite difficult. And 
And that's when I took three years. I didn't date anyone. I didn't look at anyone. I was like, I'm done with men. I was done with pretty much everything. I just wanted to build a business online and that was it. Then I wouldn't have to get too close to people, right? And so I built up these walls, but I also then dug in and I, I got, I really got healed and I had PTSD and I had all sorts of stuff going on. Um, and so all of that, Ken, yes, was really, really good. And I felt like I had come so, so far. And then, then getting into another relationship um, that I just was so head over heels in love, but getting to the point where I couldn't, I realized I can't save anyone. I can't, I can't help anyone really, truly help them heal. They have to be willing and want to heal or they're just going to sit in their pain. And then what do people do when they're in pain? What does, what does your, what would your dog do if it had a cut leg and you went and you accidentally touched the leg, that dog would bite you. Right. So hurt people, hurt people. They don't mean to, they may have the most wonderful, beautiful heart, but they hurt people. And that can re-trigger things in other people. And that's what happened with me. And that's why I'm coaching with you. That's why I'm working with this incredible therapist. I'm doing EMDR. I always say that wrong. And then, um, you know, and then I have these great spiritual mentors, Jeff and Jennifer Warner. Like, I don't know, last night they were on the phone with me till one in the morning because there are things that can get triggered. Um, when things are still kind of fresh and things are quite fresh for me right now. And I had a really long, hard cry even before I came on today and was, I was nervous. And I'm like, Nancy, <laughs> you like speak in front of lots of people. This is no big deal, but like sharing your heart and really who you are and being this vulnerable. I yeah. feel safe because it's you. Cause I adore you and respect you so much. Can you and your wife Aww. and I haven't even met your wife yet, but I just, I just do from everything you've told me. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm on a healing journey again right now. And, and I know that mm-hmm. we never really land that. I really believe if we choose to, and we should continue to grow, it's a lifelong journey. And if we're willing to be vulnerable and share our story, it blesses people. People will judge me. I, honestly, once I turned 50, I really don't give a flying flip Judge me all you want. I know who I am and who I am. I really do. And I know I have a good heart and I want to help people. I don't want people to, I want to help people shorten their learning curve. I want to be like these tools you're giving me. You would not believe how many girlfriends I'm coaching and talking. I'm like, okay, like this is what you do. This is what I'm doing. This is what you tell me to do. You do this. <laughs> That's so, so awesome. So, so you're going to help me and you are already helping me because I've been coaching women for many years. And I love coaching, teaching people how to make money and, and all those things. But there's another piece here. And that's why I created my nonprofit called Rock Real Authentic Women Connect. It's R-A-W-C. It's just been sitting there and I've been just petting it lovingly and haven't done anything with it. But <laughs> that is over. No yeah. more distractions. I'm going to be helping and ministering to women and then developing like a very specific coaching program um, because those learning curves can be shortened with the right tools and the right support and the right kinds of coach. I might not be the right coach for Susie Q, right? Because maybe I'm too direct. I got a lot of 
you know, male energy. <laughs> I, I don't know. Who's, how who's I was raised, Susie right? Q? <laughs> I'm right, Susie Q. But I might be a good coach for Karen with an I. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so because like oh I can sit, I'll sit and cry with people for a little bit. But I, I mean, I'll get into that boat, but I'm not going to sit down and sink. I just can't do mm. it. It's that's oh. what I was doing the last three years, Ken. I was sinking and God. God did not get me through everything in life to be sunk. There is a plan mm. and a purpose for my life. And there's a plan and purpose for each of our lives. And environment is stronger than will. And sometimes when you love, 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 love. But there's certain things that are just you're sinking and you're getting re-triggered. And yeah. it's like you're drowning. You cannot go down with the ship. You got to go and you got to release them and you have to surrender your life and trust that you will attract the right things. And it might not be that person you let go, but it might be. Maybe yeah. you were enabling them and maybe they'll go get healed and, and you will get healed and you'll come back together, but maybe not. But you got to trust right. the process. You cannot go down with the boat. And that's where I've been. That's beautiful. Beautiful. I mean, the, you've got to see the comments. You've got to see the I comments. Like I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> I do. Debbie I'm like, Bettendorf I'm is, Debbie Bettendorf, uh. who's amazing and a dear friend of mine, and in my 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 Grow Live Academy and Mastermind, she's blown away. Debbie's amazing. Um, <clears throat> she says great analogy. My wife says. We're all always on some type of healing journey. You do so well because you are so open and willing to learn. And that is the truth. She loves rock. That's awesome. And Joaquim, who lives in hell, literally, he lives in hell. It's a town in Norway called hell. Literally, it's called hell. Oh, not, a, oh, not a joke. I'm familiar. I've, I've actually had people that I've worked with in business. And yeah, I've heard of it. I thought it was. Wow. Really funny. That's really cool. So, you know, Nancy, you've, you have, um, and you've got this med spa in Minnesota. You've got, um, <clears throat> a, your son lives here in Dallas. So that means you're going to eventually be in Dallas. Plus I live here. My wife lives here. Larry and Taylor live here. Hello. Um, but <clears throat> yeah. yeah, talk about, if you would, I cannot believe we've already been on here 54 minutes. That's insane. What? Um, that went so fast. So, so talk about in your opinion, because look, I, my wife says, can't wait to meet you. You guys are going to meet soon because my I wife's going to work on your website, but, um, yeah, talk, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. Talk about. I believe that, um, and I love the way Reverend Ike put it. He's, he said, you know, the, the, the people talk about the love of money is the root of all evil. He said, I rewrote that, and, and it reads like this now. The lack of money is the root of all evil. I love that. I absolutely love that. 
I've been without money and I've had a lot of money and having a lot of money is, is way better. Um, talk about, in your opinion, what do you think the number one, th- and you can't say fear because everybody says fear. You can do better than that. What do you think the number one thing is that is holding people back from experiencing real financial success and freedom and happiness and everything just having it all what do you think the number one thing is they don't feel worthy why oh, don't they feel come worthy on with it right i mean yep. they don't feel worthy why aren't i happily married and attracting a man that can handle a strong woman but still wants you know all the things that i want why is that that's a big thing. I didn't feel worthy, but I didn't even know I didn't feel worthy. You know, if you feel worthy, I mean, you got to love yourself. So it's, it's so deeply, deeply imprinted in their brain. And I love Dr. Caroline Leaf. I love Dr. Joe Dispenza. We can change. Our brain is neuroplastic. We can change how we think and how we can rewire things which really can change our personality. People think that they're just born a certain way. And guess what? That is a lie from the enemy. Like we can change, but we have to be willing. We have to be willing. We got to do the work. And, you know, I always say like our life is like a three-legged stool. Okay. You've got your, your mind, soul, your mind and soul are one. They're the same, right? Mind and soul. That's like your personality and your mind. We have your, your body, right? And then you have your spirit. Your spirit is what never dies. It lives forever, right? If we are not feeding all three the proper fuel, what's going to happen with this three-legged stool? One's going to be shorter than the other. You're going to fall on your, boop, your what? Right on your bumper. And so we have got to get the right tools, the right information, the right fuel for our mind, body, spirit. We have to. And if we don't, we're going to feel wobbly all the way through life. We just will. And so what do you do? You got to surround yourself with the right people. That, that's so important. And, and that's, you know, Jim Rohn, that's what he would drill, you know, and same with Larry. Environment is stronger than will. Whatever you surround yourself, you will become whatever you're listening to. You know, whatever you're watching, garbage in, garbage out. I mean, you know, it, it's really that simple, but it is a discipline. And I, I think part of, you know, really changing is being disciplined enough. And I did a, I did another fitness competition. I don't know if you know that, Ken. I mean, no. I was just on stage in a bikini about this big. Oh, my oh. goodness. And before I went on, I'm like, Lord, help me. I Either I was going <laughs> to pee my pants, run on the stage, run off the stage, or I was going to just do it. And I just did it, but it was hard work and I got super, super lean and super muscular. And I did it at age 52 to help get my mojo back. So you got to make a decision. What's it going to take? What do you need to do to change? What do you need to do to get your mojo back? Right. And then yeah. you just do it. Don't, I mean, it, it doesn't take that long to, to get a new discipline. It really doesn't. And then you, you got to surround yourself with the right people, have the right tools and just do it. Like, that's what I love about, you know, I've been coaching people in fitness and nutrition for a lot of years. You know, this whole new thing about coaching people in this area. It's kind of like, hey, if, if you've done it, 
you can do it, right? So I've I'm developing disciplines in those areas for me now too. So yeah, they don't feel worthy. They don't feel worthy and they don't really, they're taking it out of context of what the Bible says, you know? Like it's the love of money as in making it your God. If you get your worth from money, first of all, you don't because that's a lie in itself, but you can be right. so focused on money and make it this idol in your life and it can really screw you up. So getting the right teaching, I, I would say join King's Council Coaching. Uh, it's an incredible group that teaches on these principles of business and, and what money really is and how to use it in a way to build the kingdom and, and build your family. Yeah. I love that. It's amazing. So if somebody were down to their last, I don't know, $38 and um, the electrics getting ready to be shut off, their cars getting ready to be repoed. Maybe their car was already repoed. Maybe they, their electrics already off me. Who knows? They're in a really, really, really bad situation. And we've all been where we're like, God, I have tried everything and it's just not working and I can't figure it out. And, and you feel like, what's the point of going on? I've been there where you're like, I, what's the point of even being here anymore? Like there's no purpose. Um, what would you say to that person if they called you with that story today? I would say it's not too late. You know, I love Psalm 103. I mean, it's never too late. And I would point them in directions of resources and coaching and a church. And I would ask them a lot of questions. That's for sure. I'd really yeah. get down to the depths of what, what happened and you know, and what does it really mean to them? And then I would, I would be there to give them tools and resources. You know, the whole thing, like people think though, that, you know, if you don't have any money, money's the end of the world. There's, uh, there are always ways to get money. There are so many resources out there. Um, and yeah. there's so many people that are so willing to help people, you know, not even, I, I don't think you should just give people money, right? You should point them in a direction and teach them skills, you know, Larry Thompson yeah. always say, "You, Nancy, you have this briefcase with skills. You'll you'll always be able to make money. You'll never have to worry about that." And it's true. So yep. I would, you know, I would just give them a whole lot of love because I love people, and I would just say you you can't give up because people love you, and you were here to make a difference. And God is going to take your mess and use it as a message. And you're going to find that there is purpose in your pain and all these little things that I tell myself every day. These are things that I say to myself every day. I have to look in the yeah. mirror and say that. And that's what I do because people, I believe people foundationally, they, number one, they want to feel wanted and loved. That is the big, big thing. Number two, they want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And that's why coaching groups like this, coaching groups and, and different companies. And, you know, right now we're teaching um, Larry and Taylor and I, and, and a few handful of other incredible women, we're teaching a whole group about how to market online and, and how to make money online part-time around what they're doing. Like they, people want to be a part of something, right? So that's those two things. They need to feel loved. They want to be a part of something. And the last one is they yep. want to know their purpose. And, you can't just sit and pray. You have to act because action will bring clarity. And yep. that would be my advice. 
but my as it would be my my job then you know i wouldn't just hands off i'd be like you know as a as a human being we need to we're all busy right but we need to be able to engage people in areas where they can they can start to feel good again because it's hard yeah. to be at the bottom i mean you've seen me at, at my bottom ken and you've been there for me and you made yourself available and i know that yeah. you are a high dollar coach and i am grateful that you took that extra time to reach out to me to pick me up yeah. off the floor when i needed it and you know smack me around a little bit Gently. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I did that, but <laughs> you're talking. Well, metaphor. you knew what to say to me. You yeah. knew what to say to me because of your years of coaching and wisdom. And, and you and I just had some, we'd been through similar things in life, you know, and it was, I needed that. God knew I needed someone that could understand me. And so yeah. that's the other thing, like expect God to move in your life. I would say just expect yeah. it. Believe that. And, and, and here's, here, here's what here's what I believe. I believe that God is moving in your life, whether you believe it or not. <laughs> like, and and yeah. and and I truly believe, just like Jesus taught, that you know, it's 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 our level of belief and understanding that he is actually moving positively in your life, whether you believe it or not. And if you accept that this positivity is occurring in your life, you're going to have positive results in your life. And if yes. you see it the other way, then you're going to have those results. So it, it, yes. it really is about our level of faith and belief in, in, in ourselves and a higher power moving positively in our lives. God is not punishing you. God is here to That's help right. you and guide you. There's no, I don't believe in the punitive God and, and all that. So, but you know, yes. Nancy, I, I'll tell you what, I do believe in you. I love you. I appreciate you. I think you're freaking awesome. And I think that the world is, is fixing to find out as they would say here in Texas, the world is fixing to find out how powerful you are and what you can do to help a lot of not just women, people all over the world. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to embrace that, embrace, embrace that and believe that and walk it out. And it's taken action and I'm, and it'll happen. I'm, I'm going to believe that. And you know what? Last week, I couldn't even say that, could I? I'd be like, oh, why me? I'm like, hell, why not me? Let's go. <laughs> so That's thank right. you. That's right. Thank you for coming on and sharing your beautiful heart with everyone and um, and sharing things that that you don't typically share. And 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 here's the thing that's going to help people. It's going to help people. So um, where can everybody follow you? What's the best way to follow you? Um, Instagram is Nancy Anderberg coach. Um, okay. Facebook is also Nancy Anderberg coach, actually everywhere is Nancy Anderberg coach. <laughs> That's where they can follow Perfect. me. My website, nancyanderberg.com is getting revamped and it's going to be fabulous because your wife's going to do it, but that's not really a place <laughs> to go just yet. So you can kind of Google me if you want. I'm all over yeah. there. I, my podcast is called women rock, which is R A W C. I've taken a break from that 
Um, but I am starting that again next week. And so, but there's several episodes that I think people would enjoy that are there. So thank you awesome. so much. Ken. I love you and I appreciate you so much. And uh, yeah, I look forward to meeting Jill soon. I love you too. And I appreciate you so much. And you and Jill are really going to love each other. So um, listen, everybody make sure first, let me say thank you again for coming on today, Nancy. Um, but thank everybody make sure you go follow Nancy everywhere on all social media platforms. And she is very, very active, even in her really old age of whatever. I'm kidding. She's 39. very, 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 very active. And a big, old-fashioned, giant happy birthday to you. This is your birthday week, and and there's a lot of positive energy that surrounds 30 days before and 30 days after our birthday. So you're in that you're in that loop right now. And I just I love what you're doing and who you are. So um, Nancy, you rock. And thank you for being here today. And everybody, make sure you go follow Nancy. Thanks so much. Have a great thank day. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye.